chapter 41. The devil made me do it. This is the place, Apollyon informed as a bus-sized submarine surfaced on the sea. They were looking out at an island 150 miles off the southeast coast of the Solomon Islands. Yasmin was on the beach, waving to them. She had a young boy in her hands around the age of three. Her hair was longer and she developed a tan. There was an off-the-grid compound with all the necessities of the first world. It was a small community, an oasis in the apocalypse. There was a cave lake on the island and it retained fresh water. The community was built upon it and they recycled the precious fluids. Apollyon and Asriel came up ashore on an inflatable boat. Asriel, Yasmin said as she embraced him and kissed him on the cheek. It was awkward for Asriel, but he did his best to hide it. Hey, Apollyon, she spoke. This is Razion, she said, introducing Asriel to, to their son. He looks like you, she said, looking to the boy. Razion, this is your father, Yasmin told him. Hey, Razion said, bashfully looking away. Hey, Razion, Asriel said, crouching to look at his eyes. He resembled Asriel, but clearly had Yasmin's light green eyes. He looked for the signs of the devil in him and found none. Does he have a tail? He asked. Yasmin. Does he have a tail? He asked Yasmin. She glared at him with disapproval. No, he doesn't. Nor horns. She rolled her eyes. He's a normal kid, she insisted. They're all normal kids, she informed. How are you still alive? And how did you heal yourself? It's like a whole new body. Are you a clone? Wow, she told him, biting her bottom lip. No, I got a pass, he shrugged. Wait, what? What happened to the three billion man army? She asked, rounding up. They're all dead, he said coldly. What do you mean? She asked, confused. You're here, she insisted. You mean to say there were no survivors but you, she asked. When I came through from my coma, I was lying in a literal lake of blood, he told her. Yadava's air soaked in it, sitting on a white steed. He's casually chatting up his legions while there's blood up to his horse's bridle. He told Yasmin, raising his hands to show how high the lake of blood was. After he was miraculously, after he miraculously healed and pardoned me, I had a fucking panic attack, and I fled towards the mountains. And no one seemed to mind. He shrugged. The color left Yasmin's face as she imagined the horrors Azrael endured. They're all dead. Yasmin asked in disbelief. Azrael nodded slowly. Where's Yadhoven now? she asked. In Jerusalem, preparing for a thousand-year occupation, Azrael said. They're going to land their mothership soon, and that means reinforcements, Azrael warned. How are we going to fight them? she asked, holding Raziel under her arm like a squirming bag of potatoes. She finally put him down to play in the sand. We're not, Azrael said, watching the boy draw lines in the wet beach sand. At first, he thought they were childish scribblings, but the boy was writing in hieroglyphics. The adults paid him no mind. Right now, we don't have the technology to beat the Christ. This guy liquefied billions of armored men with a single spoken word in a blink of an eye, he told her. Some sort of ultrasonic weapon. I don't know. His armies have arsenals you can't even imagine. Beams that can cleave open the planet. Earthquake machines and storm generators. He's too fucking powerful, Yasmin. I'm retreating to the moon, he told her. 
and I'm here to petition you, Raziel, and all the other ladies and children. He spoke. They're all boys, she injected. 666 boys, Yasmin affirmed. The boys, I think we should all go to... The boys, I think we should all go to the moon. The Imperial Moon Palace can comfortably house 5,000 people. The moon itself is bigger than the United States and Russia combined. There should be more than enough room for all of us to peacefully coexist, he insisted. How fortunate for you to be the only man on the moon with 700 beautiful women, Yasmin replied sarcastically. Yasmin, this is not my dream scenario. Truth be told, I wouldn't even be in this mess if the devil didn't make me do it, he explained to Yasmin's laughter, realizing how ridiculous he sounded. The devil made me do it, he laughed to himself. This is probably the only acceptable scenario where that is a reasonable response, Yasmin smiled. But you're about to have baby mama drama like you could never imagine, she half-joked. We have to explain this to the moon. We have to explain this moon exodus plan to the council, Yasmin said, leading him to the village of the devil's whores. The council? Azrael asked. Do you really think a society of women could live in harmony without governance? She asked. You may find a colony of single mothers to be more hostile than a camp of militant-minded men, she suggested. We created a council of seven to rule 777, she explained. Power-sharing, Azrael questioned. Gross, he said, displaying his disapproval on his face. Governance is so much easier with absolute power, he insisted. Was it Azrael? Yasmin questioned his tenure as the emperor of the world. Yes, absent the extraterrestrial invaders and whatnot, he replied. Do you know why China eventually overthrew the U.S.? He asked. Strength in numbers? I don't know. Humor me, she said as they walked along the beach. Because America was power sharing. Every four years, the U.S. presidents were ousted by the Constitution. During their tenure, political parties fought to undermine the sitting presidents. They wasted taxpayer dollars with frivolous impeachment efforts, he continued. One president leaves office, and the incoming president strives to undo the efforts of their predecessor. Hence, ten years only produces one year of progress, he explained. The Chinese, however, had an emperor with near-absolute power. There was no bickering between politic political parties, there was just one, he continued. If the emperor wanted to end public smoking, he didn't have to deal with Congress or Senate or tobacco lobbyists for that matter. His will became law, Azrael explained. China didn't think short-term in four-year increments. They had a 50-year plan for their empire, and they stuck with it. If, those, if these extraterrestrial jerk-offs didn't evade the world, the FWL would have most likely gone to war with the Chinese, he concluded. Well, there's no empress of Whore Island. We run somewhat of a democracy, Yasmin shrugged. Whore Island, he questioned. Is that what you gals named the place? He laughed, looking around the shore of the deserted paradise. No, the devil did, and the name kind of stuck. He used to invade our dreams, talking so much shit, she explained, while she shook her head. Hey, Azriel, Zifa waved, holding a son the same age as Yasmin's. The child was an exact replica of Raziel. Hey, Azriel said, befuddled. You're here too, I see, he spoke. He 
He gave a surprise wave to Boa and Maishi, who were cutting mangoes for breakfast. Yeah, I stayed in Israel for a while while taking advantage of your hospitality. I ran into Lord Omnius and he offered to extend it, she explained. This is Ramsey, Ziva said, pointing to her child. Yasmin grabbed his arm. We'll be back for all of them, she said, pulling him through a crowd of gorgeous women and children. They glared at him offensively. Tanya stood in their path with her three-year-old. There he is, Vespusian, she pointed. There's your daddy, Tanya said to the child in her arms. Azrael waved at the boy. Then he scanned the sea of faces in a tiny women-run village. Some of them he knew. Others were perfect strangers. One thing Azrael could admit could admit was the devil had good taste. The Asmund took him to a small building meant for the meetings. Six women sat at a, recta- a rectangular table. The Asmund took the seat and became the seventh. You've had yourself quite a run in debauchery, the, sexual, the sexy, intellectual woman sitting at the head of the table said. She was Angela Starr, the first black woman U.S. president, and an elitist among the devil's whores. Whoa, Madam President, to be fair, the devil made me do it, he said in defense. Well, I'm sure this is an exceptional case in disassociative order, disorder. Quite a few many lives have been impacted, and we need to discuss the appropriate reparations package, she said like a true polished politician. Reparations? In the end of the world? Sure. What do you ladies want? Bitcoin? he asked. I have over three million of them. I'll give you ladies half, he offered. Divided by seven, multiplied by, he mumbled aloud. Before the end of the world, what the hell? The demonic empire enforced those silly control coins. BTC was trading at 100 million USD, he explained. 1.5 million divided up among all 770 ladies. That's nearly what? $200 billion apiece, he said, making the calculations in his head. How's that for child support? He asked with a sales pitch smile. Unfortunately, blessed civilization and commerce have come to an end. I don't know who you spend it with beyond yourselves, he shrugged. What do you mean? Angela asked. Haven't you won the war? She inquired with bewilderment. Azrael laughed before he explained to the council the state of the world, and Apollyon showed them the footage of the angel tossing the megacity, formerly known as God's Temple, into the sea. The council was shocked at the sight of such power and destruction. They're pretty much mashing up the cities and purging the so-called unworthy, he explained. It's only a matter of time before they piss fire and brimstone all over this place, he warned. What are you going to do? The stunning Nobel Prize winner from quantum physics, Dr. Larissa Eben asked. She was a senior member on the board of CERN and had regularly assessed the Large Hadron Collider. She made groundbreaking advancements in the quantum entanglement and the production of antimatter. She recently published a thesis on how to weaponize the latter. I'm going to the moon, he told Larissa. I come to bestow a formal invitation for all of you to join me, he explained to the council. You're asking us to flee to Earth? The heavyset woman in the black cloth of the former Catholic Church asked. This man, this Yadhova, killed everyone I know, Sister Fiona Robinson grunted. She was appointed by the devil to be the satanic pulpit. 
the female pope and spread his demonic gospel. She was cute, and Asriel could see her gigantic butt from the front, nothing noting why the devil chose her. After she became with child, Apollyon secretly speared her away to Hor Island, along with the devil's other baby mamas. We're going to retreat. You're going to retreat after he left so much death? She asked. All the death is precisely why I'm fleeing this rock, Asriel confessed. I'm no coward. I fought wars on all seven continents, he told the pulpit. But I know when there's a battle I can't win. And there's nowhere on this earth we will be safe from the Christ and his barbarous angels, he promised. Why not Mars? Angela asked thoughtfully. They already have an emperor over there. That fellow from Tesla. Those Martians are all about that chip in the brain life. So, if you go to Mars, prepare to plug in, Azrael warned. Me? I had my fair share of brain plants. I'm down to go to Jupiter eventually, but I'm not going to Mars, he told Angela. Tell me about this moon palace, Angela said, putting her feet on the table. How will we be sharing power, she asked. While Yasmin claimed they had a democracy, Angela seemed to exert more authority over the ladies. Perhaps it stemmed from her former position as a U.S. president. I hate to break it to you, but I ran the world, Asriel thought, but didn't say. He noted her air of perceived superiority. It was in her body language, gaze, and tone of voice. He pondered if she, if she could turn all the ladies against him on the moon, and was having second thoughts. It's pressurized, self-sustained city, about seven miles high, seven miles wide, he explained. There's a greenhouse, protein cloners for food. It has all the amenities of our heaven. Just a little smaller, he told the council. In regard to your power-sharing inquiry, I have no intentions of divvying up my command. Quite frankly, we will be using my imperial resources I worked oh so hard to retain. My house, my rules, he said bluntly to Angela. So you intend to run a dictatorship over the women you impregnated? Angela asked with an instigative tone. No one's forcing you to join me, Azriel insisted. You may democratically stay your ass behind and be queen of Whore Island until Yadava takes a fiery shit on this place. I don't care, he told Angela sternly. Hell, you're free to go to Mars and the stars if you got your own rockets, he added impertinently. But on my moon palace, I'm in charge. He said conclusively. We will, will. Will we ever return to Earth? Sister Fiona asked. Most likely not, unless you plan on living a thousand years, he joked. No one laughed. The Earth is a pearl, it truly is, but it's occupied by murderous Christ and his legions, he explained. Everyone you know is most likely dead, or they're with the Christ and they want you dead, he added. I don't know. I don't know, Fiona threw up her hands. You're more than welcome to take your chances with the alien angels as well, Asriel told her, losing his patience with the women he came to save. Yadhova let you live, she pointed out. He may yet spare our lives as well, she suggested. Asriel laughed. Although I committed mass murder of the Christians in some way, I'm just as innocent as those children out there, he pointed back. We didn't ask to be born of the devil, he told the lady pope. Yadahova may or may not spare the lives of these poor innocent spawns of Satan, 
but he will most certainly punish and purge all the women who willingly gave themselves to the beast in exchange for personal gain, he insisted. The sisters turned away with the sister turned away with shameful eyes. I'm going to the moon. Anyone who wants to come can meet me at the launch pad the robots are building on the south side of the island, he said, walking to the door. Wait, Yasmin said, chasing after him. Give them a moment to think it over, she requested, tugging at his muscular arm. The moment is ambiguous, and we have a very small window to leave this rock, Asriel said coldly. They have one hour to decide, he said loud enough for the council to hear them. Then they have an additional two hours to pack their shit and board the shuttles, he said louder. He turned to the remaining council. Just so we're clear, I'm the big dick in charge, he said bluntly. My way or the Milky Way, all governance of Muff Muncher Island here will be disavowed once we board those rockets. All resistance will be met with the same brutality used on the Christians. Ask about me. I'm not Satan, but I am a monster, he ensured the ruling council. You can plan your little feminist revolt over my dead body, Asriel barked on his way out the door. He wasn't mad. He was merely being assertive. While he was confident the women could establish an effective government to rule themselves, Azrael, the alpha of all alphas, wasn't willing to be ruled by anyone, not to mention by the angry women the devil impregnated. He could see them forming a feminist, fascist regime where they kept him bound in a dungeon only to milk him for his sperm. He shuddered as he envisioned robotic tubes on his genitals, extracting his semen, shrinking his testicles to the size of green peas. Not on my moon palace, he told himself as he walked through the door. Yasmin followed. The sky was still a strange hue of pink. You know I'm on board with you, Azriel, she said, tugging at his shirt and sleeve. I'll keep those bitches in line, she assured him. You always have, Yasmin, he said and kissed her on the forehead. Then he headed towards the launch pad. The physicists chased after him. Asriel, Larissa called. Wait, the doctor yelled. Asriel stopped to meet her on the dirt path. Hey, Larissa, he greeted her. I wish I had more time. I would love to pick your brains on your life's work. The quantum world is so fascinating, he told her. Indeed, it is, she smiled. I want to tell you, my son, she corrected. Our son, she, she questioned. Einstein and I will be coming with you, she told him. But before we go, I would like to briefly discuss a bit of my work, she spoke. Asriel glanced at his red Martian man Rolex watch. It, its red second hand glided perpetually over the polished burgundy face. Rubies replaced the numbers in the band was made from a precious metal only found on Mars. It was 10.30 hours. Let's chat, Asriel told her, as they turned to face the beach. Larissa summarized her research and development regarding the quantum entanglement and the use of cases for weaponization. Wow, Asriel exclaimed. You can release enough energy to destroy the world a thousand times over just by reversing the poles and the quantum entanglement? Asriel asked. In a nutshell, yes, she affirmed. I felt I needed to share this information with our fearless leader right away, she, en she enthusiastically informed. I appreciate you bringing this to my attention, Asriel thanked her. This will definitely be remembered on the moon colony, he promised as they walked back to the moon. 
they walked back to the village. Asriel was confident he had found a technical ally in Larissa. He built an empire with technology and a little help from the devil. Still, having a Nobel Prize winner on board was going to be very useful. Asriel did his best to meet and greet as many of the women and their sons on his way to the launch pad. A lot of them were upset, a few were understanding, but they were all in it together. Asriel noticed the devil liked his women beautiful, but he also liked them powerful, passionate, and brilliant. These weren't average women, they weren't broke or dependent, they had dreams and made significant contributions to the empire, with a little help from Satan. Many of the devil's whores were world leaders or chiefs in the industry, and celebrities who made literal blood packs with Satan in exchange for power and influence. Their mark of the beast came in the form of a living, breathing child. Azrael understood how the powerful women served the devil's former regime, but had an eerie feeling their offspring served a demonic purpose in the future. What was the devil's plan for the children? Was the former siege of earth a dry run? Azrael wondered as he kissed yet another baby that resembled himself.